0: two wizards two wizards two wizards
1: two wizards i am interested to see like what the next generation of like goofy goofy kids names is going to be um cuz like we i, I think we're well, okay. Give it like another five years, and then that that cohort will be in like college, and I'll see them. But because yeah, like we're 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 definitely out of like kind of Game of Thrones um, inspired. Like I don't think anybody's naming their kids Khaleesi anymore. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, man, I would love to see, yeah, just what the next what the next thing is, like whatever sort of like weird, fumbling to get through uh, roll call or whatever. <laughs> see what see what it is.
0: Just, where uh, are the weebs? Josh, like, you and I grew up in a time when it was okay, like, it became acceptable to become a weeb, and, like, now these weebs mm-hmm. are reproducing. We're getting shortchanged, man. There's no, like, war metal Greymon, you know, coming mm-hmm. out for for the next pick in the roster, like... There's no Pikachu. There's, I know there's a Goku out there. I've seen Goku. Jo- I've seen, like, Gokus a couple times. But that's, like,
1: oh, my God. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> or, like, Aang. I know that I've seen, like, an Aang a couple times, like, you know, on Reddit or something. Like, oh, look at this kid's name. Ha, ha, ha. But, like, it's not bad enough, and I'm really disappointed.
1: Yeah, I think... And, you know, maybe that is a wrong that will get righted soon. Or whatever. Yeah, what would, what would that even be? What would be the next... Like, what's what? Well, but that, but I guess that's also part of it, too. Like, there just isn't the same uh, kind of like big, like, huge cultural moment. Like, 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 that's what Harry Potter was, and everybody was naming their kid Hermione or like Ron or whatever. Uh, and then that kind of died out, and then there was Game of Thrones. But yeah, like, within the last few years, there just hasn't been, I don't know, there hasn't been like a, Giant, like, must see TV or like, or like film franchise that everybody's super excited about. I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's calling on to us, then maybe that is our like next uh call to adventure. And in Start 20 years' kids? time, well, well, <laughs> well, 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 that, but then also through the Two Wizards podcast, all of our silly ideas, maybe in 20 years' time, there's going to be a bunch of Gershans running around.
0: <laughs> oh my god, I just imagine you as like a <laughs> Not weathered, you're like in your, you know, mid-40s and you've been teaching classical Greek but you know, whatever school you're teaching it at, yeah. and you're going mm-hmm. down the list and you're like, all right, let's see, Hufflepuff, okay, cool, uh, Beyonce 3, okay, cool, Jet Ivy <laughs> all right, I'm sorry, Gershon? Is is Gershin? there a Gershon in here? That's me, professor? That's a name <laughs> I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, I just, I just like, time. slowly...
1: They just take out my glasses and my hands trembling and <laughs> I just start starting like uh, shallow breathing, like So, this day has finally come. <laughs> <laughs> this
0: day is finally here. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. L- Ludmelia? Is that Yeah, L- 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 Lud Is that is that Russian? No, my parents were really big fans of this podcast called the two wizards Podcast, the I don't two know. Two Wizards Podcasts something? <laughs> and
1: then I'm like I like shake that off. I start I start the lecture and then knock knock knock. Uh hey, sorry I'm late. I couldn't find the room. Alright, take a seat. What What's your name? Uh Bodo Bodo Tone. Uh <laughs>
0: <laughs> There, there, why are why do we have yokai named children? Like the <laughs> yokai. But it's they're they're gonna be the Weaves, right? So like they're gonna have super white names. So like you know, uh, Boru Borutan O'Malley or 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 yeah. uh, uh, Baki or uh, no, what's the ceiling liquor? Um, oh, ceiling uh, uh, yeah yeah yeah, Casa Abake the angry umbrella one. Like oh, yeah, yeah right right right. <laughs> kasa obake yeah that's me kasa he's just obake? like the football player he's like this big hulking thing you know what your yeah. name means son yeah damn it yeah i do yeah damn it i do <laughs> people call me casey now i'm gonna call you kasa obake i'm sorry no i'm gonna call you kasa obake uh
1: or, or or what was the uh bean bean washer one uh, uh sh- sh- shuka, shuka? Well, well, well that Azuki- was the sound that it would Azuki
0: be Mizuki arai yeah
1: yeah, that's right. Zuki Araki. Or, shuki, and then, shuki, yeah, shuki. it's like... My beach. Yeah, shuki, shuki. <laughs> Just like roll up each day. All right, son. Where's your red beans? And they better be clean.
0: <laughs> it's kind of messed up, mister. Yeah, well, you know, so's your name. Blame your parents, not so your me. Yeah. <laughs> Blame your parents for listening to that amazing thing called The Two Wizards Podcast. And two my name is Mark, podcast. and I'm a wizard.
1: And <laughs> my name is Josh, and I'm a wizard. And we are here... Not only to peer into the abyss so that you don't have to, uh, but also give you uh, naming suggestions for your for your children um, that will in no way come back to haunt them. <laughs> Maybe even literally in some cases. Uh, but uh, but yeah, Mark, it's great to be here again, um, and we are uh, we are continuing with this very thrilling introduction that you set up last week, uh, and we're going to be talking some more about the chupacabra
0: guess we are josh but before we get into that i we got to get into this buddy what is in your wizard's cup
1: ah well yes so so i know last time we we uh we uh aimed for the sun uh and kind of we was was going to do like some sort of like bloody drinking thing something like that um and i again don't get me wrong i love me some bloody mary's but you know you Everything in moderation, you know, kind of, kind of mixed up a little bit. Uh, so I'm actually kind of, I think this might be a two wizards first. Uh, I have with me a couple of Stella Atois. Oh. Um, just okay. cause we, I don't know, we had, I think like ravioli one night or something. it's like, well, that's vaguely continentally, <laughs> that's, that's vaguely like, like you couldn't find any Peroni or, um, Italian beer. So, so that's what I'm drinking tonight, man. Uh which i think is belgian i don't know maybe maybe we'll talk about a belgian chupacabra uh but what what about you man what do you have in your wizards cup?
0: um well a couple weeks ago i posted a picture and then a couple days ago you posted a picture we both have our wizards brew uh brewing um but my bottling day is like this week and i don't know what my deal was i just kind of put it off and you know me i like to just recycle bottles but lately, I've just been drinking out of cans, and I panicked. I was like, oh, shit, i got to get some bottles. And so <laughs> um, I went to the store, and oh, my God, the only thing in a bottle that I can reuse is uh, fat tire. Damn it. Oh, okay. <laughs> fat. Yeah. I used to like fat tire, and now I don't. I think they changed the recipe or my whatever. Ever since I got that you know, weird walking pneumonia, nothing tastes quite right, and I drank one in the shower today. And it, it just wasn't there. And I'm just kind of dreading it. I'm like, God, you bought 12 of these. But it's going to be a labor of love. And, 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 and. Quite frankly, mm-hmm. last week mm-hmm. I said that, you know, we're going to come to a conclusion. And we're not going to like that conclusion because it's going to suck. Well, how better to pair that than with a fat tire ale?
1: <laughs> well, to, to bolster you, uh, I mean, yes, condolences. Uh, but also, no, I think I even distinctly remember seeing somewhere that they changed their recipe or did something like that because yeah the fat tire that i have had recently um yeah is not the same fat tire as the one of my college days and and all that so um yeah i I think there's a different. yeah i think there's some different recipe different formula whatever so what you're Um, saying
0: is they took the classic the one that everybody knew and loved (laughs) And then completely changed it But then gave it the same name Wow, what amazing <laughs> foreshadowing <laughs> What what amazing
1: foreshadowing That that could turn into Well, buddy, to help you um, Yeah, get those usable bottles for, for bottling Because that's the other thing too Yeah, like uh, Homebrewing is right Like it's one kind of intense afternoon And then you just set it and forget it uh, But to help you along with that Here's Anya
0: Cheers, good buddy yeah, just I don't know, not the same. Yeah, it's which
1: and then again, like Stella, Stella, whatever. But um, yeah, man, that's a that's a bummer. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, shit happens.
1: Yeah, yeah, but um, but well, and also the other one, and I think ah, I may have mentioned this uh in our back in our homebrew episode um, but Odell's um, they I I don't know if they do this intentionally or not, but like their labels come off super easy. Um, I think fat tires came came off pretty pretty easily too, but because um, yeah. yeah, that's the other thing that's can't they can be kind of tedious if you if you want to be a purist and like take off the labels, um, oh all, all your bottles too yeah you gotta let them soak in like some dish soap and warm water but yeah.
0: Meh. I, I don't know I we'll see what happens I'll throw them in the sink and if they clean it, if they, if they come off they'll get peeled and if they don't well they won't. I guess yeah. I
1: don't know. Yeah, I guess so. So. But already here in okay.
0: the hot ass think hole, they're already starting to peel. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, that too.
1: Uh, okay. Well, hey, enough, enough of this dilly dally jibber jabber. Um, what? What? Okay, Mark, I, and, and and I won't like spoil it, but man, that little segue that you had did not really inspire a lot of hope in me about where we're gonna go in this next. Um, chupacabra episode but maybe i don't know maybe i'm maybe i'm reading too much into it maybe it's actually not that bad so so last last episode we talked about the og uh how it was based in puerto rico Mm -hmm. and only in the mid and only in the mid 90s uh so but then it sounds like everybody got chupacabra fever
0: yeah it's that's really fair to say um last week we did only focus on the og events in the uh the w- dealing with the puerto rico uh, attacks and sightings and then like we kind of came to the conclusion that well something was doing it and it definitely wasn't the creature from species all respect due to dr benjamin <laughs> radford damn it this rabbit hole goes a little bit deeper and just remember buddy mm. it's gonna suck wink 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 <laughs> um tonight we're gonna channel our owner goat sucker and i'm gonna bounce around a lot more this is not gonna be nearly as linear and cut and dry as it was last week because i Uh went down a couple rabbit holes i promised you last week that we were gonna get into like ancient chupacabras No, maybe um but i also found a lot of conflation and just like a lot of um, what do you call pseudoscience when it's like history do you know what i'm talking about like oh yeah
1: yeah it's like um yeah what do you call that
0: alternative history. The best one I can ever think of is that, like, Medusa wasn't a Gorgon. She was a black chick, and everybody saw her dreadlocks and thought it was snake hair. It's like, okay, no, it's not. Stop it. That's a lot of what I got into. And then at a couple points, I had to, like, totally stop and restart, and that got on my nerves. But what we're getting tonight is a little bit more distilled, but it's also going to get super weird. So let's just get into it, good buddy. All right. Um, when we last left our favorite blood sucking, maybe wing and maybe not thing, it had just taken off like wildfire in Puerto Rico. And it really got a lot of exposure when it was featured on the uh, Latin American version of Oprah, Christina, which I found oh, yeah. a video of. It's on. I found it in segments across um, uh, Dailymotion and um, uh, that other site, YouTube. Jesus Christ, Mark. Um, <laughs> on YouTube. <laughs> In a couple chunks. Um, if your Spanish is good, you can check it out, and you'll get the gist of it. It's a lot of like, oh, man, the these chickens are dead. There's no blood. Uh, Siente llene sangre. Like, yeah, no blood in there. <laughs> um, whether or not the spread of this was based on actual monster sightings or just Christina, I'll leave up to you and the listeners and just bear it all in mind. But we're going to pick back up in March of 1996 when Tropical Storm Chupacabra made landfall, hitting largely... Hispanic neighborhoods in Florida and Mexico almost simultaneously. Josh, these mm. back right into each other, and it's insane how they hit at almost the same time. Huh. Um, starting in Florida, one witness a statement in ruralish Miami. So read that as like nor- more northern Miami, if I'm getting my okay. blocking right here. Um, mm-hmm. she reported seeing two winged creatures flying out of the sky that would swoop down and kill her animals. These creatures had big black eyes. Um, a mouthful of fangs and a pair of huge wings. Mind you, huge wings. Not like the little mm. stubby ones they could crow hop on, but these were like big old membranous wings. They also gotcha. had a spine of thorn-like objects running down their back and a long tail with a hook at the end, which she watched grab the animals with, pin them down, and suck their blood holy cow okay <laughs> i don't know chupacabra leveled up maybe in crossing the ocean like you know it's like you got to learn fly and you got to learn surf to get across the ocean and oh baby did yeah. it <laughs> yeah could be <laughs> at the same time so again all also remember all this happened like at the exact same time and that's the other weird whirlwind is correlating all these sources of like these things happen. This person saw this. This person saw this. But then you also get the through line of, like, major news outlets reporting. Uh, one of those major mm. news outlets was Primero Impacto. And I'm sure you watched that growing up oh, in yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 Primero Impacto.
1: Oh, hell yeah, dude.
0: Yeah, man. That and Sabado Gigante, man. Like, that is what oh, taught me so Spanish. Good. Yeah, um, so good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Primero Impacto reported that 24, go- or, sorry, 24 chickens and two goats were murdered in the typical style in the Miami-Dade area, but Ooh. they blamed it on Santerios and other satanic cults, and that is a weird through line that also got picked up in the 90s with the chupacabra. It wasn't just some Ooh. weird, bizarre animal. It also became, like, metaphysical. It, it wasn't yeah. just maybe some, like, cut-and-dry thing. It was also, no, 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 it's a demon. And, like, last week we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Kimo Soto, and he had adopted mm-hmm. the theory that, well, there's sulfur everywhere they go. Maybe it is a demon. So, like, right. the right. legend yes mm-hmm. and itself and grows upon itself. Mm. In little in the Little Havana section of Miami, multiple chi- multiple attacks occurred on chickens that were killed in their cages. They, they were just—remember the cockfighter, uh, Jorge?
1: Oh, and right. And he reported
0: uh-huh. finding all those roosters dead and drained of blood. Same deal, mm-hmm. but just in little Havana. In Little Havana, mm. uh, one woman in little in the Little Havana section reported seeing a large maroon-colored gorilla-looking thing, which walked oh, calmly across her backyard and into some plantain bushes and disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, the <a> chupacabra <sighs> might have been a giant monkey, just you know, running around down mm-hmm. in Puerto Rico. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But I also want to point out, uh, Florida has its own type of Bigfoot that is endemic, called the Miyaka Skunk Ape. Oh, okay. And you see these in Miyaka State Park, but this is on the other side. So if Florida is a penis and Miami is, you know, the, the bottom of the shaft, well, this is the taint of the shaft in Miyaka. <laughs> that is the last time I will call Florida a dick. I'm sorry. Just, it's Florida, man. You can't not. It is, right, it is. It just yeah. is. Shit, just, you know, we just got to call. My my name is Mark, and I calls him like I sees him. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, choke up that tire, excuse me. <laughs> 46 animals were killed despite being safely locked in their respective pens, according to one Luis R. Shepherd, which I now understand the irony of that name as I read it oh, out loud. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> He did see the thing in question however but he said that the creature was not the same chupacabra from Puerto Rico he said it was actually a robot and he also maintained that this robot was being made okay. was being controlled by aliens for reasons he didn't really know okay. the reasons <laughs> i don't know <sighs> buddy i'm just i i am a wizard and i got to report it that's yeah
1: that's what no, we're doing. <laughs> you are you, you are uh, following in the footsteps of that true wizard herodotus and saying this is just what they say
0: This is just what they say. Oh, gosh. There's giant ants, and don't talk to me about the population of India. It gets real dark. (laughs) Old wizard heads will remember that one. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, But just like last week, Josh, we might have a turd in our punch bowl in the form of skeptical haters. According to Ron McGill, the then, at that time, curator of the Miami-Dade Zoo, almost all of these spree kills are just dogs. They can be wild. They can be tame. It doesn't matter. They have a thing called prey drive. Prey drive is what happens when a dog forgets that it's man's best friend. Mm -hmm. They all have the ability to just go crazy and start killing shit. And according to McGill, dogs will kill things for fun. It's not just cats, you know, kind of chase around their prey and, you know, play with it before they murder it. Dogs do it too. That's why they chase things like rabbits or how many listeners, I know all of you out there have had a dog that you've loved and you watched it just run down and murder that tiny animal. It has happened to all of us because they are still apex predators. They just kind of forget that they are until they forget that Mm -hmm. they don't need to remember that they are. And then they can go crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, He even went so far as to demonstrate to a local newspaper that some of these animals that were supposed to be drained of blood totally were not drained of blood. In one case, he held up a chicken, cut the carotid artery and held it upside down, and blood came pouring out. And the newspaper said, well, that one just died of fright. <laughs> because we that, one doesn't count. That, that one doesn't count. <laughs> that one doesn't the count. The newspaper guys. said, great kid, don't get cocky. Yeah. <laughs> I also got to play that card again of the farm boy and say that I have watched good dogs just break bad, and yes, Ooh. and into just killing anything. I, we came home one day from school and like the neighbor's dog had jumped the fence and this was a cool dog. It had jumped our fence mm-hmm. and killed like eight ducks in the span of like 30 seconds.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, or, or, or I've heard, yeah. And I've heard all sorts of, I, I haven't seen it myself, but yeah, I've, I've heard all sorts of stories about, yeah. Like, and, and, and you even mentioned chickens, right? That was the whole thing. Like, yeah, they just go, they just flip out and uh, revert to that, you know, pre-domestication, um, like, neural pathway. And they're just like, look at all this food. I'm going to destroy all this.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to kill it for fun, because it's what I'm going to do. Gonna
1: yeah. Uh, yeah, six foot twenty, fucking killing chickens for fun.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, but I've seen it happen, and it's gross and terrible in its own right. It is at this point that the escalation of brutality in attacks, in some cases, starts to get out of hand. We're not draining animals of blood anymore. It's more akin to that, uh, you know, murder in the petting zoo, where it killed the goats, and there is blood everywhere. Mm. Uh, once again, listeners, you should have already known this, but... Content warning for you know animal brutality because it is about oh, to be right. gross yep. here. Yep. Again, I don't subscribe to that one, but I also understand that what I'm about to talk about gets pretty gross, so here we go. <laughs> yeah. Um instead of just draining blood, it just got violent and it just got gross. Uh, multiple cat mutilations were occurring in the American Midwest at this time. Uh one out of Wisconsin saw an eight week old Holstein calf which were found frozen, two were totally skinned while the other six had been skinned from the neck down. Just... Oh, my God. Weirdly. In this case, these were all drained of blood. Wow. In Klamath Falls, Oregon, shit got super weird. Starting in December of 1995 when a pregnant cow was found dead, of course, missing her right ear. The hide was cut away from her face and the tongue was cut lengthwise along the top section of the tongue. All four teats had been removed, leaving black circles in the surface of the udder, and the rectum and vagina had been cut out in a keyhole cut. Now, the keyhole cut is classic in the regular, quote-unquote, cattle mutilations. Mm. Um, No blood was found at this scene or on the ground. And then in March of 1996, another calf was found in uh, Klamath, missing its right ear once again, all of its blood, and its skull which tells me that the Bone Vampire has returned. Yeah, geez.
1: We actually just watched that episode last night. (laughs) Mr. Peppy.
0: I love Mr. Peppy. All right, just give me a small whiskey. It's a fish tank. Yeah,
1: just a small aquarium of whiskey.
0: (laughs) I have to drive. (laughs) Um, Meanwhile, back in Puerto Rico, in the uh, Baja region... A woman reported working in her yard when she heard a strange noise coming from her house and her dogs barking like crazy. She ran up into the house and upon reaching it, she found her Siamese cat dead with the genitals removed. Two guinea hens had... She also found two guinea hens with their throats slit and a chicken with perforations along it. As well as four ducks and four rabbits all dead in their cages. Now I bring this up, not because I want to be gross, but because this is classical cattle mutilation like this is how mm-hmm. like aliens mutilate cattle right you see mm-hmm. it in the 90s you see it in the 70s and 80s you know cows are missing general's uh, mucous membrane and a, a lot of times you can put it down to like well yeah because you know that's the easiest part to get into for uh, maggots but mm-hmm. this happened in a matter of minutes josh in a matter of minutes goddammit and 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 the ones in the midwest and in uh, Oregon that happened during the winter there's no maggots running around
1: Yeah, right, yeah. Hmm. Hmm.
0: Now, back in America, south of the border, down Mexico way, the chupacabra appeared in force starting on May the 2nd in uh, southern Texas in the Rio Grande Valley, where it killed a pet goat. This pet goat kill was marked by the distinctive puncture wound of the neck and the draining of blood. Meanwhile, on the same day in Juarez, Mexico, which, so if the Rio Grande is... At the, at the Rio Grande Valley, like in the bottom of Texas going into the Gulf. Um, Juarez is right beneath New Mexico. They couldn't be farther apart on what I'm calling the Mexican panhandle. Mm. In Juarez, multiple dogs and other small mammals were found drained of blood with the same chupacabra mark. Witnesses around the town reported seeing a bipedal thing with three-toed hands and feet and large hind legs and a row of spikes running down its back. Dun, dun dun it's dun, in Mexico dun, now. Dun.
1: <laughs> it's crossed the Caribbean Ocean yep. in the Gulf of Mexico, or sea, it's, the Caribbean Sea in the Gulf of Mexico. Oh, boy.
0: <laughs> Somehow. I, and again, I don't know how it got there. I'm not asking these questions. But if it started off in um, March in Florida, then all right, I can take it as, you know, it just ran slash flew up around the, like, you know, border, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Sure, I, sure. I don't who, who knows? I don't know. Um, <laughs> on May 3rd, this is the next day, um, a large bat-like creature began a, began a string of attacks on animals in the village of Calderon. Goats and rams were found totally drained of blood almost daily, causing the farmers to form multiple neighborhood watch associations in an attempt to try and catch and kill the beast. Uh, they made a point to report that they kept the women and children inside because they were safe from there which, I guess, good on you guys.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a uh, pretty standard protocol, I guess, but, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> it wasn't quite rounding up a posse, so I didn't play the music, but still. Yeah,
1: true. True.
0: Um, in the state of uh, Sonora, Mexico, uh, multiple animals were found drained of blood, as well as several attacks being reported on humans, too. Oh, jeez. South of Sonora, in the state of... Uh, Sinaloa, creatures were seen at the site of dead cattle matching the the Puerto Rican chupacabra description, but these were all said to be under two foot tall. Versus, you know, the three to five foot tall Puerto Rican chupacabra, leading me to believe that these are chupacabaritas.
1: (laughs) You can put a bunch of them in a piñata and uh, whack it and then they all fall out.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God, I got the cat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jesus Christ. That, I don't know why that image has kind of freaked me out. Fuck, um, <laughs> oh, Josh, I, I got the shivers. Sorry, weird. no, I'm sorry. I was,
1: man, I didn't oh, realize that Stella was an evil beer.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's good. It's good to find these and know where they're at. Um, Six other Mexican states reported multiple attacks on animals and sightings of the chupacabra all on May 3rd. Man, that's... So, that's, once again, that, that's, I gotta take a beat here and go, this is 1996. We're not getting chupacabra TikTok. We're not getting chupacabra <laughs> Twitter. Right?
1: Like, And as popular as Christina is, like still like a limited broadcast you know it's it's not like uh yeah like it's not like people are watching christina uh talk show clips on on their smartphones or whatever but
0: yeah no that was a one-time airing like yeah Mm. it's weird to me how quickly these all came about um the worst one that i found though was of one family called the Espinozas who reported finding a winged creature standing on the chest of their son inside of his bedroom they opened the door oh and God. saw it. The thing then flew out the window. The boy and his brother both reported the smell of wet dog permeating the room. Ooh.
1: Okay. <laughs> That's pretty horrible. <laughs> and,
0: yeah, and I would... I Yeah. I... And it's... It's just weird. It's just... I, that one really sticks with me. Um, there's a thing called Lechusa. It's a... Uh, mostly hispanic folklore um my boss at city market used to talk about it like oh if you're bad lachusa's gonna get you and uh it's a winged bird woman that like sits okay. at the foot of your bed and screams at you if you've been bad it's more like a boogeyman than anything but like gotcha. that one's got real lachusa vibes to me
1: that also sounds super familiar i'm trying to remember if anybody like growing up there if anybody
0: had any Chusa stories but hmm okay one time All he right. told me like oh yeah my mom told me about lachusa would come and get me if i was bad i was like what the hell did you just say <laughs> like because <laughs> like i i had heard about it because you know i was the weirdo reading wing humanoid books when i was a kid but i was like wait come again now please yeah <laughs> <laughs> once again josh just like last week i don't know about you but i'm getting a really weird feeling of well where the hell did this thing come from because it just popped up in Puerto Rico, except maybe the vampire of Mocha, but that's not what we're looking at here. And yeah. truth be told, I am willing to believe that it is a certain amount of panic because chupacabra just seem to appear out of nowhere, right? Right, buddy? Right. Wink, wink, wink. Right. Right, wink wink. But what if I was to tell you that they might have already been in America all along?
1: <gasps> dun dun dun.
0: <laughs> what I'm about to tell you, take with a margarita's rim worth of salt.
1: <laughs> Love it.
0: Starting based on so this is based off an article I read by Dr. Benjamin Radford in his response to like the chupacabra origin myth and I'm using it to suit my purposes. Um, I didn't actually read this book, maybe I should, but I didn't have the time. Um, our most spurious claim comes from a bi- comes from a guy named Bob Curran in his book Vampires: Their True Bloody History from New York to California. He uh, talks Mm. about an account of the conquistador Francisco Vasquez de Coronado detailing multiple attacks on the cattle that the explorers, wink, 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 brought with them as food. You know, you you, you move along with your roving war party and you always have cattle there to eat Mm -hmm. because you got Mm -hmm. to. Uh, You got to, yeah. According to Coronado, uh, there were multiple attacks on their cattle by strange little gray men. These little gray men had hard spiky skins and they set upon the animals in order to draw their blood and to consume some of their internal organs. They were only driven <laughs> away by fire uh, when the men frightened them away with torches to push them back. Members of the local Zuni nation where Coronado was stationed at the time, so this is southwestern, um, uh, or mm-hmm. South American southwest, um, right, right. they told them they told the Spaniards that these were a tribe of cannibals who would drink the blood of men and kill them they also had the ability to become either a coyote or a bird at will now oh dang okay i'm not saying that these are shape-shifting dwarf but what i am saying is i remember the uh, peacock breeder you know sitting in his like peacock bunker and the thing walks in on four legs and then stands upright
1: oh yeah okay okay
0: Right, right, right? Yeah, yeah, makes
1: sense, yeah. Heck yeah.
0: I don't know what happened. Nobody can, <laughs> because honestly, how the hell could you? But it also might be <laughs> just the natives saying literally anything at all to scare these, yeah. you know, invading Spanish away, which, mm-hmm. good on them, man, I would. And then I also got to thinking, I don't know, and it really took me a minute, I had to go back and really think, and I couldn't come up with a, um explanation. Mm-hmm. Have we talked about the uh Nimiregar?
1: I don't think so, no.
0: Okay, okay. Well, so that is an alleged race of cannibal dwarves that lives on the American Great Plains. Oh, shoot. Um, they were said to run around in, like, that giant sea of grass, and they would, la- they were more, they I don't know, because it kind of plays into all of my, like, backdoor research and giants, because it's also, like, mm-hmm. there's big people and little people, but, like, these guys in particular, mm-hmm. and that kind of made me think about it, too. And it was, like, gotcha. a race of, like, tiny humans with uh, razor-sharp teeth that would, you know, right. just kill you if you ventured out into the prairie grass. Okay. Oh. All right. All right. I, I don't know. It, it made me think about it, and then I couldn't remember if we talked about it, but I thought it bared mentioning once again because kind of same parallel thinking here. Yeah. Um, Let's shift our gaze to another type of colonizers, Josh. No, no, not the British, but the French. Hooray! <laughs>
1: All right, the, the, the French. Uh-huh.
0: Sacra, Vu. That chupacabra, you sucking my gut. <laughs> um,
1: Jesus. Um, no, I love it. I love it. <laughs> um,
0: In the Port Hub City of New Orleans, you know it, you love it. Beginning sometime around the 1800s, there was a creature often reported seen stalking around a place called Grunch Road. Hmm. According to local legend, the voodoo queen Marie Laveau uh, castrated something called a devil baby. In some accounts, a devil baby is the son of Satan or her own child that she had with Satan in exchange for, like, more voodoo powers. Okay. All right. Either way, you got this devil baby, and it is super important to spay and neuter, neuter, said Satan spawn, lest they start making more demons. That's exactly what Marie Laveau did. Uh, When she cut off the testicles, each one, or so, she cut off the testicles, and one became a male, and one became a female, Grunch. Both Grunch then turned on Laveau, beat her down into submission, and then took off into the night.
1: Whoa. Okay. That, that took a, that took a turn. That took a turn.
0: (laughs) See, you didn't see... nut baby attack, did you? No, I did, not. I did not.
1: I did not have that on my Two Wizards bingo bingo card.
0: <laughs> These nuts. <laughs> um, um, either way, whether it was, you know, the spawn of Satan or not, Grunch still are sighted. They are said to have leathery gray or black skin. And what, buddy? That's right, spines running down the length of their back. Mm, 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 mm. however where chupacabra is said to have more of a gray alien style head the grunch is said to have a more goatish head okay 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 so you know you picture that classic like whitley Strieber gray with like the big almondy shaped head well these Mm -hmm. look like a goat they stand between three and four feet tall And are said to have a round human intelligence with the ability to sometimes use tools as well as open doors. Which, again, this plays into that whole... Again, I'm reminded of Jorge the Cockfighter. And he talked about these... I had 24 roosters in 24 cages. And all 24 cages had been opened.
1: Right, right. And
0: you need, like, the opposable thumb and some amount of intelligence to do it. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, they also have the, ch- the classic chupacabra bat wings with red, blazing eyes. And they are seen throughout Louisiana with sightings still occurring today. What really gets weird, though, is that sightings of grunch heavily peaked post-Hurricane Katrina, leading some people to believe that their, like, habitat was disrupted, so they had to come in out of the swamps to find other food.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay. Hmm. Yeah.
0: Interesting. Okay. Yeah. I can, Just I can kind of see that. Yeah, it's kind of a cool parallel. Uh, Not cool. Uh, uh, Katrina was a tragedy, let us be clear here. But, like, you know, it wasn't just human habitat that got disrupted. It was also, you know, local indigenous devil nut children. Yeah, grunches. (laughs) And don't worry, buddy. George Bush didn't care about them either.
1: (laughs) I mean, I was going to say, like, cue the Sarah Middick in the arms of the grunch nuts. Guarantee. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Sorry, there it goes again. That's... Got the giggle. Yeah, oh, yeah. Future Mark, put in some Sarah McLaughlin here. Uh, <laughs> it's like this fucking chupacabra, like shaking, trying to like exsanguinate and shake it, but it's got yeah. like a broken proboscis so it can't. And it's like, yeah. with your help you can give blood to at least three chupacabras in a day and maintain these horrific devil-based beasts.
1: <laughs> and its glowing bright red eyes just turn like a, a slightly dimmer
0: hue of red. <laughs> oh, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> its its little spines are all limp. It's, it's got a, like yeah. a busted wing. It kind of yeah, like yeah, yeah. hops like a dumbass. Yeah, You see it like standing in the shed like all shaky and Right. Oh, <laughs> oh, <Aww. laughs> Josh, I'm gonna go help
1: these guys. <laughs> I know. I would. I would donate blood to save the Chupacabras
0: <laughs> or the Grunches, whatever they are. <laughs> um. Oh shit! Sorry. <laughs> God, I got the I got the giggles. Got the giggles. It is. No. I also got to point out, it is like a hundred degrees in the think hole. I should have brought my meat thermometer with me to see, but like. I just oh, like right. feeling it like pouring out of me. I'm like sobering up as I speak. Yeah. <laughs> um, the one feature that stood out to me was the goat head, and then sometimes the occurrence of wings. And mm. then I got to thinking, dude, I've heard about grunches before, and not from the Puerto Rican chupacabra.
1: Hmm.
0: All right. So bear with me here, because. If you thought, you know, Coronado's account was tenuous, oh baby, we were going to turn to Adam <laughs> Benedict's Monsters in Print. Drink. 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 Once again, this show would probably not exist without this man and his book. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would, but it wouldn't be nearly as fun on it my It would end.
1: not be the same. Yeah, it would not be the same.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think you've ever referenced it, which is probably yeah, no. better, but... <laughs> 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 um, so, according to Monsters in Print, there is a type of crypt, a type of cryptid in earlier American times. Read that is that is seventeen to eighteen hundreds that they call, especially in the eighteen hundreds newspapers, Jabberwocks. Oh,
1: cute! Yeah, little, right. Little Lewis Carroll finger guns. Pew pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, right. And we know it. We love it. Beware the Jabberwock, my son, with the claws that catch and the teeth that bite. Well. Mm -hmm. Uh, These Jabberwock's were described as large kangaroo-like creatures, and they always bore the same kind of generalish characteristics. Uh, Large hind hind legs, uh, weaker forelimbs terminated in clawed hands, with elongated goatish and or horsey heads, and a long, it, it could be long or it could be stumpy, accounts vary, tails, as well as a set of small wings that were still capable of flight. I gotta point out, these were a lot bigger than your, like, classic chup- or Puerto Rican chupacabra. Mm. Um, these were often seen gliding, or jumping over rooftops in the small cities around North America, especially in, like, New England area. Or, they would, you know, go molest the false, uh, the small, Jesus Christ, go molest the small farmsteads and were frequently blamed for animal murder. Oh, wow. Um, so, I'm just going to read here from Monsters in Print. This comes out of the News and Herald, October 20th, ni- 1877. Terrific encounter in field near near Cuyahoga. Witnessed throughout by a member of a well-known family. Beware the jabberwock, my son. Beware the Bander bandersnatch. <clears throat> so, that was the headline here. The St. Louis Republican gives an account of a terrific encounter between a bull and an unknown species of monster that has of late appeared in the Mississippi River and on its banks story told by Mr. Jabez Smith, one of the most reliable men in the community. Because, of course, we got to establish the character of the person we're reporting on. <laughs> I love right, 1800s course. newspaper. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, one evening recently, Mr. Smith's son went to pasture to drive a bull home. Just upon arriving at the pasture, he heard an unearthly noise into the woods. The boy dodged behind a fence, and the bull squared himself to the unseen enemy. In a moment... More from sorry, in a moment more from the edge of the woodland, there appeared a head upon a swaying neck of at least 20 feet in length. Remember, I said these things are huge. Yeah, true. The head was that of a great dog or a wolf, save that it had a prolongation into a huge bill or hoary jaws. Mm. This bill the monster opened at intervals, displaying a row of great fangs upon each division. While it opened on its own, each occasion was emitted with a hissing loud enough to be heard at great distance. From the back of its head, and a down, and a sorry from the back of its head and a down the neck depended a mane of coarse reddish hair. The monster retained its position for a moment or two, swung its head gently back and forth. When its eyes fell upon the bowl, then at once showed signs of great excitement. It snorted fiercely, then a hissing sound, almost continuous, and it would repeatedly open its immense jaws and snap them together with the report like that of a rifle. The hesitation did not continue. Maddened by the sight of the bull, the monster advanced once raising its head higher. It shot forward over the fence in a swift billow of undulations, the fence seeming no obstacle at all. The animal entered the field. Its whole body could be s- distinctly seen. The great neck terminated in a body of somewhat less length, supported on four short legs, armed with immense claws, though the motions of the animal seemed to resemble those rather of a snake than a thing with legs. To the body was joined a great tail, as the long neck terminating in a huge barb. Remember, remember, remember the first account of the thing swooping down that had the spike on its tail that was getting the goats. Oh, very oh first right, we talked yeah. about. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go, right? Yeah. Shit. Okay. okay. (laughs) Sorry, I know I just totally broke character there, but I got all horned up. Terminating in a huge barb, hard apparently as iron, and having the bright color red of a boiled lobster. The neck and entire body were sheathed in scales of a dark blue color as large as dinner plates. Most remarkable was the pair of huge membranous wings, which were folded along the body on either side. The appearance of the great reptile was indescribably fearful and repulsive. It moved toward the bull, hissing loudly and sweeping about the apparently doomed animal in decreasing circles of extent. The bull, meanwhile, maintained his position, lowered his head in occasional response to the hissing by a short bellow." And the story goes on to account the bull and the Jabberwock doing battle. The bull eventually hooks into the Jabberwock and, you know, hurts it and drives it away. My point is, That's one of the cases, and there's a ton like that. And they all describe something kind of long with a more doggish, goatish head with, you know, the long tail or a stubby tail. That one had a long tail. I also read a couple with a stubby tail. Mm -hmm. But then it made me think of something else, buddy. It made me think it would be a more famous case of what you could call a Jabberwock that started in the 1700s. It was something called the Leeds Devil. Does that do anything for you? That kind of rings a bell. It oughta, it okay. oughta, buddy. It uh-huh. might be one of the most famous cryptids in American history, the <laughs> Jersey Devil.
1: Oh shit! Okay, yeah, that would be it. That would be it then. So okay, so hold on. Yeah, Mark, you're you're really gonna tell me that the Jersey Devil is the Leeds Devil is a Jabberwock, is a Chupacabra?
0: I mean, maybe if you believe the story <laughs> that like, if you don't believe that Mother Leeds said, "Oh, this thirteenth child will be the devil." <laughs> and then Satan thereupon cursed it into becoming the Jersey Devil. But I want to point out that the Jersey Devil was cited a lot in the 1800s, Josh, and it was cited as being the reason for a lot of animal kills. Mm, I mean, yeah. Now, I'm not here to talk about the Jersey Devil tonight. That's the case for another time. Mm-hmm. But goddammit, baby, these things are in our American history <laughs> On, on this American cryptid. I'm this American,
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's awesome!
0: <laughs> uh, before we flip over the other side of this here uh, ancient Chupacabra coin, do you have any updates to your uh, Wizard Cup, buddy?
1: Uh, well, I, I, uh, I guess yes, an update. In so far as there are no updates, I just have moved on to my next uh, Stella and. Um, Stella, Chupa, <laughs> Cabra, um, yeah, but no, no, just 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 kind of hanging out. Uh, what, what about you, man? You would powering through that those those fat tires or?
0: Oh yeah, just yeah. powering right on through yeah. as best we can. As best you can. And according to this, it says it's alternatively powered. Oh yeah. my god!
1: See, well, that was the other thing too. They got. They got super hipster because they're they're Fort Collins too, right? Isn't that where they are? Yeah, Fort Collins. Sounds about right. Yeah, stupid had to get all hipster and like, oh no, we're we're a sustainable brewing company. It's like I don't give a shit. Just like make make good tasting beer, and then they stopped. So now I have, I I I I'm honestly kind of scared uh, to see if they messed with their 1554 because goddamn it, that mm. that beer recipe is, you know, 500 years old, um, they better have not screwed it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's near, yeah, I I don't know, man. What's, okay, so what do you call it when it, it's not going woke, but it's like what you said, going hipster. That's what happened to this shit, is like, it went hipster. Yeah, I guess, I guess. Suddenly sustainable, and it's like we gotta, like, virtue signal how fucking sustainable we are, and even this, it says, uh, high quality, low impact, um, made with premium ingredients. This bright and balanced beer is brewed to be easy drinking and easy on the planet. Yeah, get fucked. I don't care fuck about yourself, the planet. Yeah, I'm trying first. to get drunk. Yeah, like... right. <sighs> Bullshit. <laughs> Can I... Okay, you know what I want out of 2024? Hmm. Just breaking kayfabe here really quick. Mm-hmm. I want my liquor to not have a fucking mission statement other than, yeah. it'll get you drunk. Right. That's it. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. I want it to taste passable and really, I think... What we're we're rounding into Two Wizards season seven here? Yeah, it's just going to be cold forty five the entire yeah. time.
1: <laughs> it's just going to be cold forty five, nothing but cold forty five. Um, I mean, <laughs> sign sign me up. I will have gotten yeah the vast majority of my dissertation written, and the class I'm teaching in the fall, I've already taught two times, so I can just phone that bad boy in. So yeah, nothing but cold forty five. <laughs> <laughs> season seven, A.K.A. The Billy D. Williams season.
0: Ah, <laughs> uh, here we go. Anyway, there on the go. other side of the chupacabra coin. Yeah. Um, we have so right now there are two roads before us. On the one road is the semi-humanoidal, semi—maybe has the ability of flight. Some have wings, some don't, but they all got spikes, and they're all terrible. Or, or you have the other one, and it's really big things with wings. All right. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah. Like uh, Norka's account in the uh, rainforest, she saw like the giant bat thing stand upright and then just fly off into the night. Um. I want to point out that there is a uh, winged humanoids episode coming because winged humanoids are still all over the place. Look into the Chicago Mothman. It is Ooh. honestly terrifying. It is honestly <laughs> a very scary case, and we are going to get there at some point when I'm ready, but. I imagine I'm going to have some come down after this one. But I also want to just take this moment to remind our listeners that we might have covered these a little bit already in our pterosaur attack episode. Yeah, well, and and that's all right. It's
1: always good to re-examine your old work, but in a new light or with a new focus. So,
0: yeah, that's all right. Yeah, I mean, again, one of my big takeaways from last week... Is that one possibility is that the Chupacabra is a giant vampire bat, right? Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. Um, We can also point out here that, per our pterosaur attack episode, that pterosaur sightings represent one of the highest reported cryptid sightings in America just shy of the Bigfoot. And they are rampant across the American Southwest. And by golly, Josh, wouldn't you know it, I got to learn something new this week oh, as okay. I was looking into these cases. Mm-hmm. And real quick, we're going to take a moment and talk about the Batman of Houston. Oh, okay. All right. Um, In the Houston Heights neighborhood on the night of June 18th, 1953, three residents reported seeing... A man with giant wings like a bat perched in a nearby tree. They watched it for a moment, and then it let out a flash of bright yellow light, Whoa. which seemed to come out of its head, right? Whoa, it's... okay. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Kind of made me think of our Men in Black episode on... Can't we show the kids the bright flash (laughs) and like neuralize people? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The neuralizer? You guys won't hear that one yet, but don't worry, it's coming. Mm. Uh, But this wasn't the first sighting of this thing, Josh. It was actually the luckiest sighting, however, because it was seen by three people and those three people were not harmed. Oh, wow. Okay. According to police record, up to this point in June, um, some people had reported being attacked by this big winged man at least 13 times. Holy cow. Uh, I the the best one that I found and my favorite that I can't even corroborate because I'm not about to pay for newspapers.com to look at your stupid archive bullshit. But still, came from a woman who reported being pulled from her car while she was driving. Whoa, whoa, okay. <laughs> the thing that pulled her from her car, she said, resembled a man and had large batish wings.
1: Oh my god.
0: Oh, my God. Okay. <laughs> um, this happened a week prior to this sighting on June the 12th. Um, the real monster here, though, is paywalls because I couldn't find more about this. <laughs> but I can tell you that um, around this time, it so around this time, multiple people saw this thing, and a lot of weird shit was happening in the Houston Heights. One account talked about a uh, local a local high-ranking Houston official who was pulled over wearing just his underwear in the car and a trench coat was found in his back seat Now. Okay, all right. Now, now, I know, I know I'm supposed to be talking about chupacabras here, but, oh, my God, can we just break and talk about how much fun it is to have, like, a tree-dwelling se- sex pest? Because that's the funnier <laughs> story to me. And that's the Batwings is this, this trench coat. He, like, unfurls and, ha, 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 here's my dick assholes. <laughs>
1: Again, I'll go back to um, another of our common refrains. I want to believe.
0: (laughs) I want to believe.
1: I want to believe. Um,
0: At at the same time, around the area of one of the attacks, um, an African-American man was captured with stolen goods on him from a woman's house where she said she saw the Batman leaving. I don't know. Again, I can't look into these newspaper stories from you know, 70-something years ago, and I'm really bummed about it. But it doesn't really matter. All I want you to take away is that people were attacked 13 times in the Houston Heights neighborhood, and then the thing disappeared. Until the 1990s, Josh. (laughs) The 1990s. The same time as when the chupacabras had already made landfall in America, a large winged thing was sighted throughout the Houston Heights area once again. But most cryptically, it seemed to be nesting on top of the Bel Air Theater. Multiple theater employees and theater attendees saw something swooping over houses. Coming from this theater. Hmm. Uh, it was always accompanied by a signature yellow glow.
1: Interesting. Okay. All right, so yeah, whatever yeah. the like Houston flavor is, it's moved from uh, bright blood red to yellow. Hmm.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but once again, I am reminded of the Calderone creature, which is the only Chupacabra-related sighting that actually attacked people. Remember, it oh, stood right. on the kid's chest and hissed. Right, yeah. right, right. We should also point out here that further reports of winged humanoids are thick throughout South, throughout Southern Texas and Mexico, and most of these predate the initial Mothman sightings from the '60s. Mm. People saw these for years, and they just kind of took it as like weird local folklore and whatever the hell else. And also, 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 I need to be that hacky guy and throughout that Mayan mythology has a demon bat god named Kamazats who drank the blood of the dead and I think was the blood of the dead. I don't know. Okay. But when you look into Chupacabras and then when you go down the rabbit hole that I did, this keeps popping up and it's always on a fucking Tumblr blog <laughs> from like 2007. <laughs> and I'm just like... Thank you. I know about kamazots. That's not what I'm here for, guys. I'm not looking for mytho history, but I appreciate your effort. So there you go, Tumblr. I did it for you. Are you happy? Please continue to ignore two wizards before you call us problematic. (laughs) Meanwhile, Meanwhile. back at the ranch, Hmm. at an actual ranch, Josh, outside of San Antonio, Texas in the 1990s, a Texas rancher claimed to have captured a chupacabra in a coyote trap. Oh, dang. All right he actually captured one of these sons of bitches dang he then promptly killed it and took a ton of pictures of it he also sent the body to a local college for identification and guess what doesn't exist anymore that's right buddy the pictures and the body god damn it god damn it I know I again there is an Indiana Jones warehouse somewhere with all this shit in it and it's called the Smithsonian yeah like
1: (laughs) man son of a bitch can't we I know I yeah I hate it
0: I hate it I hate it Dri- drives you crazy it's enough to make you want to pull your hair out and then you got patchy hair yeah. and it looks like spines but it's not spines it's just the weird mohawk of hair you couldn't reach on your back cause you're ascending in your third form of being a Greek man and you're getting really hairy for no reason and it's getting scary it doesn't matter <laughs> In Hesperia, California, during the same time in the 1990s, multiple sightings of Chupacabra were reported, and we need to point out that these are the Puerto Rican strain mm. by locals throughout most of the following year through 1996 into 1997, but there weren't really any reported animal kills.
1: Okay, just just, just the sightings, just the sightings of just the, the like, three just to five something. foot, yeah. okay, yeah.
0: Yeah, three to five foot, had large hind legs, uh, small forepaws, sometimes had wings, always had spikes, always had red glowy eyes. I kind of want to be reminded of our phantom kangaroo episode, well, the, our ghost animals episode when we oh, talked right. about the phantom kangaroos. <laughs> and, like, kangaroos are loose in America frequently. They might as well be, like, you know, what do you call native feral species that, like, naturalize, but... It doesn't quite do it for me, but still, a lot of people in uh, Hesperia, California, saw a lot of chupacabras. Hmm. Meanwhile, sightings were still running rampant throughout a, all, all, I, what I need to point out, all of Central and almost all of South America. The only country I didn't find reports of was in Uruguay. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and I'm not about to rattle off every one of those because they're all the same. I saw a thing, <laughs> it drained my chickens, blood. blah, 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 blah big scary eyes. But, 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 as much as I'm going to bitch about callbacks and reboots in this episode, I got a callback to one of my favorite recent episodes, buddy. Okay, yeah. Uh, This one took place in Kalama, Chile, and you may remember this being the spot of the Close Encounter of the Third Kind, just the one time, Mm. of the telepathic football. Right, right. In September 1999, one Enrique Fowler was driving home with his 13-year-old grandson, Gene, sleeping in the backseat of his pickup. Um, as he pulled into his driveway, he witnessed what would become to known as the Kalama Critter. I love that. (laughs) I do too. I love the alliteration, man. It's just so... That's so good. mm, chef's kiss. Choice, yeah. Um, at around 11 p.m., Enrique reported pulling into his driveway to see a three-foot-tall creature standing with its back toward the pickup. He thought it was a weird monkey, because it looked real monkey-ish and was a gray color. Mm Mm-hmm. It was at that moment when the thing spun its entire upper body around 180 degrees like an owl and looked at Enrique dead in the face. Oh, boy. Enrique then beheld the creature's giant almond eyes, which glowed red in the darkness. It also had a small mouth that made him think it looked like it was panting. By all accounts, Enrique maintained this thing was exhausted. He couldn't tell why, but this thing looked like it was really, really worn out. Oh man, okay, okay. It also appeared to have a of hair that ran down its chin, not unlike a beard. Hmm. The torso was squat and had short arms which it kept tucked tightly into its body. But Enrique reported that the claws sticking out of the hands could retract and that it was retracting them rhythmically in time with the opening and closing of the mouth. Again, he thought it was like panting or breathing or just like taking a beat, you mm-hmm. know? Um, After only a single moment of watching, the creature turned around the other 180 degrees after rotating its upper body and took uh, a three-meter-high jump that cleared Enrique's security fence and disappeared into the night. Oh, my God. Okay, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is the only sighting of the critter, but it is a super cool parallel that I wanted to point out. It's also important to point out here that... This might be another one of those weird alien, you know, interactions, because both Enrique and his grandson, Gene, were stricken with severe allergic reactions across their skin. Whoa. And then on a sad note, Enrique died the following year in October of a massive heart attack, despite being in very good health and only 60 years old. Um, wow. A couple of things that I read was like, read, or a couple of things that I read pointed out like, he got cancer. It's like, no, he got chupacabra attack. Yeah. That's, he that's what chupacabra he got.
1: Tag. that's what it was. You got chupacabra rabies.
0: Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking probably. Probably, yeah. Now, I don't want you to think that the chupacabra is only just showing up in South America and Florida. Because, oh baby, in 2000, Hurricane Chupa made landfall on the East Coast. They were sighted multiple times along the eastern seaboard. Um, in Maryland, and I know how dumb this sounds, but a woman named Mary from Maryland, I'm sorry guys, reported seeing a set of glowing eyes in a field in a heavily, or in, sorry, a pair of glowing eyes coming out of a heavily wooded area into a field while driving with a friend. The friend didn't see it, and Mary, being a reasonable human, just assumed that it was, you know, eye shine off a cat or dog, and she just kept driving but she said she watched the eyes cross the road in front of her in the distance and then go into a hollow tree where the eyes could still be seen glowing from the inside of its hole.
1: Ooh. Okay. Okay. A
0: few nights later, Mary was walking with her friend, unnamed. Um, in the, area, in the same area when she saw the thing again. And this time it came out of its treehouse and started bounding down the road at the woman in, report, in hops like a kangaroo on its hind legs. It had the snout of an anteater and its eyes glowed bright red. It had spiny hair like a rat and stood about four feet tall. It ran straight on towards the woman and, sorry, ran straight on towards the women and passed them into the forest. <laughs> they flushed a kangaroo. They flushed a loose Yeah, just the <laughs> zoo is what I'm taking.
1: Oh, God.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Um, in New Jersey, um, multiple Chupacabra sightings were also reported. <coughs> it was the Jersey Devil We talked about it. But oddly enough, a lot of these were localized around a golf course in the uh, Brigantine area. Hmm. It was sighted by multiple people including golfers and also kids who were generally up to some bullshit, according to a blog I read that, you know, specialized in chupacabra sightings. All sightings involved just talked about a thing that stood on two legs, hopped like a kangaroo, and had red glowing eyes, and didn't really do anything, but was still there. They were also reported in Maine and Massachusetts and in Canada And again, there's just too much of this shit to talk about Josh, but (laughs) God, dude, the Chupacabras are here up until about 2000. They disappear almost altogether. Kill stopped. um, Sightings almost completely cease, but they're already in the cultural zeitgeist. I want to take a minute to point out here, like this isn't just a cryptid, like Mm -hmm. this is Bigfoot 2.0 and It is a huge part of the American culture. We talked about last week how, like, one appeared on X-Files, one showed up on Dexter's Lab as, like, a titular creature. Mm -hmm. Um, For a while there, you would see people wearing, you know, chupacabra shirts showing, like, the spiky alien with, you know, spines running down his back. This was everywhere. This was a part of our identity, but also really huge in the Latin American communities. This was huge to the Latin Americans. Mm -hmm. And I can't beat that point to death enough still all the sightings kind of went quiet until the year two (laughs) thousand and four the chupacabra is going to get a reboot baby but this ain't your daddy's chupacabra and like most reboots it just can't hold a candle to the original source material yeah true (laughs) initial sightings of the new chupacabra the new pacabra if you will yep (laughs) (laughs) how you like me now (laughs) began in june 2004 in the small town of elmendorf texas when a devon and i this is his real name i'm not being mean McAnally uh reported multiple over multiple nights a lot of his chickens were getting killed the first night five were killed with only the single mark on the neck then 12 and then the next light more were killed and more were killed until it turned into thirty killed in one single night. Oh my god. Finally, Lee decided to take it up with the chupacabra and did the only thing that a reasonable American would do, Josh. That's right, he went and got his gun, got his gun. <laughs> 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 One afternoon he was alerted to something being amiss when he heard his dogs barking sorry, when he heard his dogs barking at something in his field he turned and looked back at what he reported as to be something like a greyhound sprinting across the field but unlike a greyhound, it was kind of blue in color and ran in a quote weird way Mm, okay McAnley waited he waited for a couple days until he saw the thing once again, calmly eating from a mulberry tree he then shot it in the head (laughs) Now I'm not going to question how Farmer McAnally yep. uh, managed to drop a chupacabra at with a 22 rifle because I'm not a you know ballistic scientist, but he was a scientist in his own right because he went and did an examination of the thing. But before he did that, and according this is per Chupacabra Road Trip by Nick Redfern, read it guys, it's really good. He put two more bullets into the damn thing just to be sure, which smart. Yeah, that's just that's just yes. yeah, that's just smart. Double tap, then triple tap. Yes. Yep. Uh, the creature in question was smaller than he thought it would be. It only weighed about 20 pounds, and quite frankly, it was badly built. The head was sort of canid, dogish, mm-hmm. but it was longer than it should have been. It The jaw could open very wide, long, wider than a dog's jaw, and it had more teeth than it should have, and all the teeth in its skull were bigger than they should have been. The four limbs were shorter than the ones on its hind end, and it had a rat's kind of, and it had like a rat tail, so a long scrawny tail, totally devoid of fur. Mm. He then took this body to his neighbors who were also confused or just didn't want any part of this weirdness, and took a bunch of pictures and then he buried it in red clay in a hope to preserve the body, just in case somebody you know wanted to talk about that thing he saw, yeah, yeah, so he's doing all the um. He's doing all the right things. Do, doing all the things you should do. Yeah. You know. Doing all the right things, yeah. Especially the bearing it red clay. Like, good on him, man. Like, mm-hmm. shy. you know, putting it in like, your mini fridge. That'd be weird, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. Hey, you want to see my thing? I shot I, it. No. <laughs> no, Grandpa McAnally, I don't. <laughs> all
1: right, kids. We're <laughs> going to go visit your grandpa. You know how he gets. He's a little old. If he asks if you want to see... The chupacabra in his fridge. Just say yes. <laughs> Go along with it.
0: <laughs> I saw it last time, mom. It smelled really weird. <laughs> it made the popsicles taste funny. I don't want to. <laughs> <sighs> um, he took the pictures that he had taken to a local uh, uh, grocery store and he put them up there. And from there, because he was, he was trying to figure out like, what the hell is this thing? Cause he really didn't know. And he just kind of put them up like, Hey, This is what I saw is what I took. Mm -hmm. And from there, the story spread like wildfire. But it came out of the the elderly Hispanics in the area who then called it a chupacabra. Mm. Gotcha. They recognized it and said, hey, I know what this is. It killed a bunch of my brother's roosters in Puerto Rico about 10 years ago. Mm. Okay, okay. In October 2004, um, there was another sighting from the Oquinn family in Pollock, Texas. They saw something big and weird running out of the, running from out sorry running from one of their outbuildings to underneath their house, underneath the crawl space. Uh, one of the sons, Terry Oquinn, decided, "Well, I'm going to check it out because I'm young, dumb, and full of hubris," <laughs> and he saw a medium-sized dog thing that was completely devoid of hair, with bluish skin and larger than normal claws and a mouth full of sharp teeth that were bigger than it should have. Oh, wow. Rather than any, taking any chances, his dad, Ben Quinn, shot it in the fucking head. Yeah, smart. Again, smart. Doing the yeah. thing. <laughs> smart. That is what you... Okay, I want to point out here, guys. You see a Bigfoot in the woods, leave him be. He's not hurting you. You see a Chupacabra, shoot in the fucking head. It's gonna come get your chickens.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just just take care of it there and then. Shoot, shoot first, ask questions later, bury it in red clay.
0: <laughs> yeah. Worst case scenario, got you got to lie to your neighbor and say, oh, no, I haven't seen your weird hairless cat. I don't know what happened to it. No. <laughs> no. Um, ben, the father, then called his sister-in-law, one Stacy Womack, who worked at a local veterinarian's office, to see if she could tell him anything. Because, well, she's a vet and probably the person with the most experience in the area. Uh, this did little more than to make shit even weirder, Josh. Mm. Upon examination... They found that the mouth had larger teeth than it should have, a jock that could unhinge, wider than it should be able to, and four limbs that were shorter than the hind limbs. Her best guess was that it was just a fox with mange. Okay, alright. Maybe. But also, skin condition at a goddamn Enrique Fowler in Chile. Just saying. Hmm. saying. Yeah, no true. Um... (laughs) Uh, sightings of these animals, creatures, mysterious beasts, cryptids, whatever the hell you want to call them, they continued throughout rural Texas until 2007 when the maybe hero, not hero of our story, one Phyllis Canyon, uh, began losing animals around her home. At first she reported just losing some kittens that had just been born and then some rabbits and then some chickens and then a couple goats. Oh my God. And really the... Logical answer was that there's a bobcat in the area, mm-hmm. and then she saw something running around her farmstead at twilight. She then called her neighbors to see if they had seen the thing, and they had too. And I imagine instead of rounding up a posse on the way to round up a posse, somebody hit the fucking thing while it was crossing <laughs> a road. <laughs> They then called Phyllis and said, hey, I hit this fucking thing. It's out on, you know, rural route, whatever. And she went out and picked up the roadkill body. Oh, wow. Look at you go, Phyllis. Yeah. Jeez. Right? Like, yeah, doing work, being a real scientist in your own right. Mm -hmm. She took numerous pictures of the creature, which can be found online. Um, and just like the thing from Elmendorf, it was hairless, Josh. It was blue-skinned, and it had the same type of weird, scraggly-ass body. She also reported the thing having deep, searing blue eyes. Okay, oh, blue. Okay, blue. Now, wow. All right. Blue. Okay. Okay. Spoilers. You'll understand this, but she got the thing taxidermied.
1: Oh yeah, I would get that thing taxidermied. Yeah. Heck yeah. yeah,
0: yeah, so that is the head of the thing she found. Um, she, like I say, she got a taxidermied and preserved mm-hmm. for all posterity. Yep, um, she also did what you know, uh, and didn't, and she kept the body in her deep freeze refrigerator, mm. where it probably turned her bomb pops fuzzy, I <laughs> imagine. <laughs> she also had a sample of its skin, or she also took a sample of it to a local community college to have it, uh, processed to reveal a, what Josh, give me a drum roll here. A coyote. It was 100% a coyote with a skin disease called mange. Yeah. I was, I was going to say that does look, uh,
1: like again, would be (laughs) terrifying. And I would be very upset if it was killing all my livestock. Um, but yeah, that is very much like a, 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 a
0: canid of some sort. That yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Josh, just like Game of Thrones, people are unsatisfied with endings often and will demand a redo whether they deserve it or not. And luckily, Canyon kept the creature's head in her freezer to show to a Monster Quest crew who's going to reportedly be in the area to you know discuss the sightings. Mm-hmm. She then gave it to cryptozoologist Ken Gerhardt, and honestly, the. Uh, the, the raw Monster Quest footage when she pulls out the head and Gerhardt goes, "Oh shit! Well, I guess, I guess there's the first time for everything." <laughs> it's it's pretty great. Go check it out. It's online. She presents the head of this fucking thing to Gerhardt and he just, "Oh, okay. Well then." <laughs> um, Gerhart then tapped into that sweet sweet History Channel money, and had the uh, head reprocessed, Josh, or, hmm. or retested. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and oh baby. The outcome was shocking, to say the least. Uh, whatever could it could it be? It was revealed to be second drum roll of the night, please. A coyote with mane, <laughs> but but it also had a healthy amount of Mexican red wolf DNA. Oh, okay. So, to be fair, this alleged creature in question was a mutant in its own right, kind of. I yeah I mean that is that is in that's a nice consolation prize of sorts. Yeah, like again, when we started the series out, I said the answers that we get aren't going to be satisfying, but they're still going to be here. Um, sightings still continue to this day. Josh, you can get online right now and look at the chupacabra attacks, and it looks just like a super mangy dog attacking things um they're all over the place and now with the advent of high definition cameras that can capture everything at a moment's notice uh the mystery is really dead there's still something that's attacking things but most likely it's just you know a coyote without hair
1: yeah i mean that's that is that is exactly what it is yeah
0: yeah and and I know this isn't the ending that you and the listeners weren't hoping for, but like most cryptids, we're left with more questions than we have answers, and those answers really suck. But I want to leave you with a thought here tonight, man. For almost 30 years, the Chupacabra has been a mystery, especially integral to the Latin American community. And my biggest takeaway after reading three fucking books about this thing, and way too much research on, that it isn't real. Of course it's not real. There's no such thing as a four-foot-tall, half-ape, half-alien, half-beast thing running around the jungles of Puerto Rico or in, you know, the, the rural farmsteads of Mexico d- draining creatures of their blood. But there is something that slots really nice in are the two wizards' tower uh, right along Santa Claus and Lake Monsters of, well, yeah, of course it's real.
1: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah clear, yeah, obviously the Chupacabra exists and is real because it shows up in Dexter's Lab, it shows up in X-Files it shows up in Futurama it's, you can get keychains of it yeah, obviously this thing Yeah, is a thing
0: t-shirts, keychains, merchandise I follow a dude on Twitter named Tupacacabra, like <laughs> it's just there man, and yeah, the conclusion sucks but that's what we're left with and maybe, just maybe, the truth is out there but, papa! Yeah! <sighs> two parts on chupacabra i'm so glad it's out of my brain i'm so dry creatively (laughs) josh talk to me how do you feel
1: well i so uh as always uh hats off to you mark for steering this episode um because i know because i know there's there's always and 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 uh yeah a little bit behind the scenes kind of breaking kayfabe um yeah, there, there 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 are sometimes those episodes that we plan, that you plan or that I plan where you think it's going to go one direction and then you realize like oh no sh- shoot, it's just a coyote with mange or it's just I don't know w- w- whatever. And, but but yet taking those episodes and still having um and and, and yeah, still having the insights that we do, still having the epiphanies that we do. Um that's that's also what what being two wizards is is about. Sometimes we stare in into the abyss and it's only like two feet deep. Um sometimes we (laughs) sometimes we mix up some potion that we're super jazzed about and it's just fat tire but all this well and 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 even and i'm 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 kind of hung up on on this too because you know there were also parts where where you were saying um well hey we're we're retreading ground here or we've already talked about this thing um but uh but 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 that's also i think part of it too is 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 yeah we have we we have covered a lot of ground and there's still a whole lot more grounds th- that there is to cover because you mentioned like okay I'm just gonna like briefly like again do finger guns at the Jersey Devil, uh, but then we'll mm-hmm. eventually come back to that too. So 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 yeah man I I think even if even if this this may have come off as anticlimactic I still think this is like vintage Two Wizard stuff. Uh, and and so thank you thank you for like guiding me and guiding our listeners across this two part episode talking about. This weird thing that really only happened in 1995, but then people said, "Nah, it's been around forever,"
0: <laughs> and it's just, it, just so weird. We yeah. we just want to believe so damn bad, you know, like everybody does, and it's and I want to too. And like I I drew a lot of a lot of loose straws here, but I'm pretty sure that the grunge is a thing, mm-hmm. and. I'm also pretty damn sure the Jersey Devil was a thing, at least for one point. And I'm also reasonably sure that there was probably an extant source of some type of prehistoric crap running around until humans killed them all in the form of Jabberwocks. Because, boy, there's a lot of those, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's, there's that, too. So, I, I mean, I, I'm i super excited. And, and again, uh, uh, congratulations on another great episode. Thank you for another great episode. Thanks, buddy. And listeners, as always, we we love hearing from you. So 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 tell us what are what are your what, what, what are your recollections? Uh, did you grow up um, in Houston in the does the eighties, seventies, nineties, fifties, well, fifties and the
0: nineties? Yeah. Oh, okay.
1: Already, so maybe maybe you have some stories as well. Um, I'm also fascinated by this like weird primary uh uh this weird primary color scheme that the chupacabra seem to occupy cuz is it red is it yellow is it blue if you mix a, a yellow and a blue one do you get a green what what <laughs> so <laughs> so we always we always love hearing from you we always enjoy um uh the the I- I- I exchanges that we have with you our devoted listeners so 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 get in touch with us um, send an email to Two at gmail.com. Uh, we're active on Facebook and on Instagram, uh, Two wizards podcast. Find us on Twitter at Two wizards pod C1. Uh, I'm also on Twitter. You can find me, Josh, at Plaid Barbarian. I'm trying to do some more things, trying to be more active and uh, kind of do stuff like that. Uh, and Mark is super active. He's man, he's running around uh, killing scores of chickens in cages <laughs> at night, among as many other things. But Mark, what what else do you, do you have going on that if our listeners enjoy listening uh, as redundant as, as it is, if, if they enjoy the Two Wizards podcast, what are some other things that they might enjoy?
0: If you enjoyed me tonight talking about the Chupacabra and, you know, how bad I want to believe, well, go check us out on I Can't Wait to Show My Kids, a weekly cinematic review podcast where me and my buddy Brad... Um, And also, Josh, that one's coming in the future here. That's true. Um, We discuss movies that were integral to us growing up as kids that the other one hasn't seen. And then we make the other one watch it and then answer the super important question of when can I show this to my kids? Um, This week we did uh, Top Gun. Uh, Don't listen to that one. (laughs) Brad and I get real upset. Don't listen to the Top Gun (laughs) episode. Or do. Listen to it and understand why we prefer it. Because in this case, the reboot was better than the original. Yeah. Or, or. If you want to talk about the original that's better than the reboot's going to be, well, you can check me out on the Dangle Podcast, a weekly retrospective rewatch of Mike Judge's King of the Hill, where me and my buddy Johnny take two episodes of that beloved adult animation classic and discuss it. Uh, you can also find me at e. Stardust on Twitter. And um, I think this one is going to keep going. Josh, honestly, I really... Because, again, I don't know what the Chupacabra is. I'm not content to believe that it is just a mangy coyote. But I'm also not to content content to believe that it's just a thing from uh, Species, Misidentified. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's something else out there. Mm-hmm. And I know that we have listeners all across America. I know we got a bunch in Puerto Rico. I know we got a bunch in Texas. Yeah. I know we got a handful in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So, guys, please, by all means, if you have see, seen something, please just say something. Just hit me up. I would love to do a, a Chupacabra mailbag episode oh, where you man. guys just, like, yeah. let me know what you have seen. That would be amazing. That would be super sweet. Or to that end, any weird thing that we have covered— Uh, Josh, you're right, dude. In our backlog is a ton of this kind of thing. We love our cryptids. We love our yokai. We love our fearsome critters. And we also love our more grounded topics in history, you know, like Herodotus. (laughs) So we're there. Find us there. Find me at Marky Stardust on Twitter. And, uh, you know, if nothing else, thank you for being here because y'all make it worthwhile. Yeah. And I love each and every one of you, I think.
1: (laughs) Well, I, I definitely love each and every one of you. And uh, and yeah, and I'm excited to uh, to to have you join us again uh, next week when we talk about or maybe more chupacabra stuff. Hell, we can talk about more chupacabra stuff. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll find. Well, I don't know. We'll we'll uh, we'll do. Uh, uh, I don't know the chupacabra of the Midwest, and I'll go around in nothing but my underwear and a trench coat and. <laughs> <laughs> Join the us
0: next week when we do the uh, pledge drive to get Josh out of prison. Get Josh out of prison. <laughs> it's going to be a live episode guys, it's going to be great. Hope you're there. <laughs> exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh but everybody uh always a pleasure uh, uh take care, be well. Uh my name is Josh and I'm a wizard.
0: And my name is Mark and I'm a wizard. Thank you for listening guys. We love you all everyone. Take care. He
1: rolled upon his bench. And after that, I killed them all. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>